This is the Partnership for the Arts Talk Show, where we talk art. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Where We Talk Art. This is Victor Gartner, your host, and I'm very excited to have Tanya Gant, an exceptional artist that draws incredible pictures of people with colored pencil, graphite, and charcoal. We will begin our talk with Tanya Gant right after a very brief message. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us. As we explore the world of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Welcome back to Where We Talk Art. Talking with me today is Tanya Gant via Zoom because she's not anywhere near us. She's uh, west of us by many hundreds of miles in a place, little state, little state called Texas. <laughs> uh, so Tanya, uh, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Where exactly in, in Texas are you? Uh, I am in East Texas in a little town called Hawkins. You say it's a little town, so this is not... It really is, yes. We have one traffic light, and oh, we're really proud of it. Yes, very small. Uh, yes, we kind of live out in the county, out in the middle of nowhere, uh, but we love it. I notice you do not have a, a Texan accent, so I'm, I'm assuming you're from someplace else. I am. I am from Bosnia. Bosnia, formerly known as... Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And and how many years have you been here in the States? I've been here um, 23. That is quite a while. I have an in-law relative from Siberia. Oh, wow. And she's been in the States now, I'm going to say 12 to 15 years. And she's, she still has a very distinct Russian accent, but it's not nearly as noticeable as it was when she first came here. Oh, I, I bet kind and, of don't have a choice. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I want to talk about your, your art, of course. And I first became aware of your art when we had the, the biennial national art exhibit here at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda. And I was walking around the galleries and I saw what I thought was a photograph. I get it a lot, yes. <laughs> so I walk up to it and it's a, uh, a young African-American woman and, and the angle of viewing at the woman is, is taken from, from below her head. It's, 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 it's like the, as if it was a camera taking a picture, looking up. Mm-hmm. And, and so I looked really close. And then I see the label on the picture, uh, a queen in waiting, charcoal pencil. I was shocked, shocked that this was charcoal pencil. I said, this can't be true. So I I get as close as I can get with my trifocals, you know, and, and I'm looking and I say, wow, this skin tone is just amazing. 
it's just amazing. It just looked so real. And then I see individual hairs for her eyebrows, individual hairs on her head. <laughs> well, I have a few questions to ask about this, to say the least. Okay. <laughs> how, how do you get such smooth skin texture? To answer your question, how I get that smooth skin tone or anything really, it's uh, just a bunch of uh, light layers. And I know uh, a lot of people are surprised when I say that I don't blend. I don't use, for example, my fingers or those paper stumps right. or brushes or mineral spirits. I don't do, I don't use any of those. Um, I just layer. That's amazing. I, I've done some charcoal drawing and charcoal portraits and I use the stumps. Mm -hmm. Don't use my fingers. Sometimes I use a paintbrush to do some, mm -hmm. some blending. And, and I like that a lot. I, I'm just amazed that you don't use any of those. You know, it's, it's funny. A, a lot of people do use uh, those tools. I don't. I feel like I would lose control of what I'm doing, mm. if that makes sense. Yes, because um, you don't know exactly what's going to happen when you use Yes, yes. Yeah, and I feel that I would have to erase a lot, and I try not to erase at all. So, you know, the process is very slow very long but i love it well in that picture that we're talking about the queen in waiting mm -hmm. um how much time do you think it, it took you to do that try? Uh, i honestly don't know i don't keep time and i don't draw every day okay. i don't have a set schedule so you know i work when i can right some drawings have taken me several months for, mm -hmm. for those reasons yes well it, when you say you do light, light layering. Mm -hmm. um, first question, do you use a rounded pencil or a sharp pencil? It's not extremely sharp, but it's sharpened. All right. And, and when you say light, are you, are you allowing like just the weight of the pencil to do the work or are you putting a little weight of your hand behind it? Um, I'm going to compare to the pressure that I use when I write okay. in the beginning for the darkest darks. I will uh, normally just <laughs> use as much pressure as I can, but not to damage the paper. Aye, uh, yes. Because okay. I like those darks. They're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing these layers, like particularly still for the skin texture on, on the queen waiting, what grade uh, hardness charcoal pencil will you use? I believe in that case, I use anywhere between extra hard to extra soft wow but not all of them uh, you know i don't believe there's a need to really use every single uh grade is there a, a grade that you that's your go-to grade <laughs> well you know i believe that you can do everything with the softest grade it would take you a lot longer and it, you know, it would be a lot more complicated but to start with, I use usually hard or extra hard, but always finish with extra soft. I like those deep values. I like a full range of values. Yeah, I, I insist on that. <laughs> now, you, you also got an award for that picture, Queen and Wayne, didn't you? I did, yes. All right, excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, just a little bit further down from that picture, 
there was another one, Jade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This one was uh, in color. Yes. It wasn't um, just a face. It was, well, why don't you describe it for us? Well, it's uh, uh, my friend, and I believe she's from India. And so I had her, you know, wrapped a kimono around her and I took a bunch of pictures and um, I just loved that one because of all the colors and the lighting. And of course, she's beautiful. And I decided to do that one in colored pencil because black and white, I believe, wouldn't have done it justice. Right. And it's, it's a much larger piece. And yes, it took quite a bit longer to do. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also fun. She is wearing, you say, something like a kimono. Mm -hmm. And she has a nice brownish color to, mm -hmm. her, to her skin. You did great skin tones. And, but the thing that really grabbed me was how you made the material on that look like satin. I tell people it's easy, but it's not. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy in terms that you have to keep in mind the values. It's making sure that there's the lightest lights and the darkest darks mm -hmm. in the picture. Yes. The contrast. It's all about the contrast. Now, of course, it's about, you know, picking the right colors in cases of colored pencil. But yeah, that's really all it is. But are you using a pencil that has a quality to, to the pigment that is different than uh, a standard set of colored pencils to, to give that satin? No, uh, I, I use different brands of colored pencils. And I, I try to use the, um, well, the expensive ones, the quality ones that right. will last. But no, I mean, there's no specific color in color pencil that is just for satin, for example, or right. any other material. You have to create it. You tell people it's simple. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was hoping you were going to give me some some inside tip of how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I do the same way I uh, I do charcoal and graphite, just layers. Now I have to think about colors and um, values and temperature and hues and you know they all have to match or go together. So yeah, it, that's what makes it a lot more complicated. But the process, the layering process is really simple. I mean, all you have to do is just do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, once again, getting back to what she was wearing, you know, there's so many folds in it. So mm -hmm. we have places mm -hmm. where um, the light source is, is reflected um, more brightly. And then there are places where the folds don't reflect any light at all. And they're going from uh, a light shade of green to a deeper, 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 dark, dark, dark mm -hmm. shade mm -hmm. in the shadows. Do you use colors other than green to try to make those shadows and folds look as dark as they do? In other words, like a pastel artist might have yes. a box full of all kinds of greens from light green, the dark green, the blue green, the color green. <sighs> No, there was some blues and some greens and some yellows, I believe. And, but no, not just 
Oh, there's some blues as well. Oh, I believe the blues are in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe there's like dark indigo and the darkest darks. I really didn't use a lot of black. When I show people some of the pictures that you have on your Facebook page of the work that you've done, and I say, oh, by the way, this isn't a photograph. This is color pencil work. They look at me and their jaws open. <laughs> so uh, it's not just me who feels that way. Obviously, everybody who's looking at that work feels that way. Uh, would you would you accept hyper realism as, as as a way to describe your work, or how how do you describe it? Uh, from from what I understand, hyper realism. I actually don't even know what it is. <laughs> I would, yeah, you know, there's well, so I many. I guess it's another way of saying photorealism. Yeah, yeah, there's so many different definitions. I mean, I, I really don't know where my work belongs. I would call it realism. Um, I try not to copy the photo exactly. I will uh, take out some elements. I will put some elements in uh, because, you know, the composition is also important. Mm. Well, to me, it's, uh, you don't have to include everything. I mean, I, I believe that less is more sometimes. So uh, I actually, the other day I was talking to a friend and she told me that when you look at my work on your computer screen, it yes. looks like a photograph, but when you, when you look at it, in real life and in person, you can actually see the pencil strokes. Yes, we have talked about those two pictures in particular. And um, I was looking at your Facebook page and some of the other postings about your work. And I see that in the last couple of years, you've really had quite a few accolades, like <laughs> awards and achievements that, that you've made. And, and big time stuff. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going to read off a couple of, of those. Uh, let's see here. What's on my list here? Well, we have, you had two pictures accepted, of course, that we were just talking about the National Art Exhibit at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda. You had two drawings that were finalists at the Art Renewal Center's 15th International Salon. Congratulations. Thank you a picture accepted at the Colored Pencil Society of America's 30th annual exhibition. Mm -hmm. And a graphite drawing was a finalist at the Portrait Society of America's members only competition. I could go on in this list. How do you feel about all these awards? Unreal. Uh, if you had asked me um, even 15 years ago, you know, if this, any of this would be possible, I would have laughed because I, I never thought that I would do this. And I still don't call myself a professional, but this was so n not in the picture when I was growing up in Bosnia and even when I first moved to America in 99, uh, because I started in 2010, I started devoting my time to art amazing well i was going to ask you a couple of other questions about that but we do have to take a short break so tanya and listeners we'll be back in just a moment i'm janet watermeyer executive director of the visual arts center 
and I listen to Partnership for the Arts talk show. Thank you, Jana Wanemeyer, for that message. Janet is the executive director of the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida, which has excellent art shows every month and open to the public at no charge. Well, right now we're getting back to Tanya Ganton. We were just talking about the awards that, that she received and how Tanya was just saying that looking back in time, she didn't think that this was ever going to be a part of her life and that uh, it was the year 2010, I think you said, that you started mm -hmm. to experiment with, with art <laughs> attraction to colored pencil right away or did you sample some other things actually i started drawing with graphite mm -hmm. um i can't even remember when as soon as i could hold a pencil that's when i started drawing it wasn't as good as today of course <laughs> i never took a class um not even in school elementary school or high school never took a workshop. Um, so everything I know, I learned on my own. Wow. But it was graphite. It's always been graphite. And then when I moved here, I played with colored pencils and I really wanted to include color in my work. I see. So, you know, but then I had to get a job and had to work and uh, uh, quite a few years went by until we had to move. And that's when I realized that I was going to have enough time. I, I, I had quit my job. So I was, I was going to have enough time to actually draw full time. And I said, well, why not give colored pencils a try? And I created a uh, completely original drawing of my stepson, submitted it to the artist magazine compet international competition back then. And it was a finalist and that was a sign for me to keep going. Wow. This was your first color pencil picture? No, it was not the first, but it was the first original, not something that I copied from, from a magazine. Wow, that's still very impressive, I must say. Thank you. Yeah, that was kind of my, um, I was looking for a sign. Uh, if I, I, I told myself, if I hear something positive, then that's a sign for me to keep going. If not, I'll just do it as a hobby and look for another job and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, I have to say that... <laughs> I am so excited that you received the sign that you were waiting for. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you, Victor. Well, one of the big things about color pencil drawing is, is the layering and the mm -hmm. use of a variety of colors when you're building these layers. Do they have to be very, very thin layers? Do they all have to be uh, like so thin, uh, transparent? Yes. In the beginning, yes. Uh, and I save uh, what they call a burnishing for like the last layer. That's when you really push on the pencil. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I know that I do not want any more layers on top of that one. So yes, you have to be very careful on you know, each layer. You have to worry about the values and the shapes and how the form turns and bends and you know, 
So each layer is a little bit different and, you know, you don't have a pretty much a roadmap. But, uh, right. That you can follow. You really had to do with the sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have to think about, yeah, what you're doing. Yes. Well, I know my listeners are going to be very angry at me if I don't ask you specific questions about the tools that you use to, to do your job as, a, as an excellent painter of colors. Well, actually, you're not painting, you're drawing it. And as I've been thinking about you, I've been thinking, do I refer to your work as drawings or do I refer to them as something else? I, I'm a drawer. <laughs> Okay. I draw. I mean, uh, some people call it painting. Um, um, I really don't care. <laughs> but, uh, like pastelists, they don't say they're, they're drawing. They say they're, they're painting. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. All right. So anyway, I'm, we're going to stay with drawing for this conversation. Okay. That's fine. And this is some of the questions I have about materials. When you're working on a surface, do you prefer boards or paper? Paper. And what kind of paper? Uh, usually paper that is somewhat heavy duty and that um, has a bit of a texture. A little bit of tooth too. Something that, yes, uh, for colored pencil, I prefer like a vellum surface that mm -hmm. can take a few layers. For graphite, for example, I love smooth surface charcoal i like something textured as well okay would you consider bristol too smooth for color color pencil i used to uh now i have switched to uh bristol vellum or any other brand that's not smooth specifically for colored pencils because uh, I find that uh, the colors are a lot more vibrant if the paper has texture. Oh, well, there's more, more mm -hmm. pigment that you can grab mm -hmm. by using a paper with texture. Yes. Right. And do you, oh, which, which brand of uh, pencils do you use? You, you said that you used high quality, expensive pencils. So I know you're not using Crayolas. No. <laughs> so what are you using? Well, I'm using Caran d'Ache Luminance. They're one of the most expensive brands out there, but well worth it. Mm -hmm. I use Holbein colored pencils. I use Faber-Castell Prismacolors as well, but only a few. So yeah, I, I try, you know, when new brands uh, come out or new type, I will, I'll, I will give them a try, but I, I try to stay away from the really cheap ones. I yeah. mean, they're not light fast. They will fade really yes, quickly. They so will. If you, if you want to do this seriously and professionally, you really have to invest in quality product. All right. Moving on to graphite and charcoal, which brands pencils do you use and which brands of charcoal do you use? Charcoal, uh, I use Credicolor Nero pencils, but they're kind of like a mix between charcoal and graphite. Oh, really? uh, they layer wonderfully. And I mean, you saw the result. 
Oh, yes. And they don't smudge as much as uh, like vine charcoal. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love because I, I make a lot of mess when I draw. <laughs> you have to be so careful with the vine Yeah, charcoal. or when I cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, that's uh, my go-to charcoal. Graphite, I uh, use Karen Dash, um, graph wood pencils, okay. and they're also very, uh, very lovely. Right. We have had a wonderful time talking with each other, and I'm glad that we were able to hear about your history and your development as an artist. And it was a great opportunity for the listeners and for me to, to talk with you. So Tanya Gant, we wish you the best of luck. And we want people to know that they should look your name up on Facebook and they can see wonderful examples of your work. And there's even some videos on YouTube. Really. Yes, yes. Let's see what's, what, what you're doing. So listeners, I'm sure you enjoyed this show as much as I did. And until we meet again, everyone, be well. Tanya, thank you so much. Thank you, Victor. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Me too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. 